Welcome to the Feminine Principle Podcast, supporting women to let go of the ghosts from their past by exploring the hidden side of their female psyche with shamanic shadow work for women with your host, Nicola Lucy. In today's episode of the Feminine Principle Podcast, I'm exploring the healing of the trust wound. And so trust really is one of the most fundamental foundational blocks of our personal power. However, it is also the one aspect of our personal power that actually gets knocked out of sync from the moment that we are born. And so while we are in the womb, for example, we have most of our, we have all of our needs taken care of. As we grow there, we spend nine months completely and utterly attached within the mother. And then when we go through our birthing and we're coming out into the world, and especially in Western medicine, as we come out, we are suddenly experiencing, um, even though we have no intellectual way of comprehending what the hell is happening as we come out of the womb. However, we are moving from that moment of pure consciousness of being in the womb being in that vibrational energy where we are simply receiving everything that we need from the mother. And then when we come out, we are separated. And that point of separation happens when the cord is actually cut, when the umbilical cord is cut. And so we've gone from being in that whole consciousness, that energy of being truly divine soul essence, to being in that human form quite suddenly, more than often quite violently, because as we know, giving birth is not a walk in the park. It's something extremely um, violent and painful in that sense, even though it's in a very mothering and a very loving sense. However, it's that point where all women, you know, they fear they're on the brink of life and death. And so we come out of that energy and the cord is cut and suddenly we are out in the world. Now, in a normal functioning um, lifestyle, in a normal functioning mother-child relationship, the baby would then be straight away um, given to the mother, you know, by by the breast. And this helps then to bring in that deep attachment because the moment that we're put onto the breast, we are really feel, we feel safe. We feel secure, even though obviously we've got no understanding or comprehension of that, but it's that simple act of coming out of the womb, out into the world, out into this physical, harsh world, which is often a hospital with bright lights and all of these people and machines and everybody around us to then be latched onto the breast. And that's the only thing that matters. And we feel nurtured because our most basic needs are being met. And those basic needs are very simple. We need that nourishment. We need to feel love. We need to feel that attachment that we have somebody there who is going to guide us and help us through life. However, you know, for many of us, and, you know, I know for a lot of my own generation, I was born in the 70s, that that simple act of breastfeeding, 
was something that was not really practiced. And the bottle was best. And so obviously we can see on a collective level as we go through the generations how this, um, this taking away of this natural bond between mother and child has broken down the most simplest aspects of trust in its most basic form. And so not having that attachment then creates a level of fear within the newborn child because we don't have that. So even as we start to then grow, we, you know, we're taken home and we get on with our day-to-day lives, you know, the mother oftentimes, especially if it's a new, if it's a first-time mother, you know, we can feel quite challenged because suddenly we've lost our identity and now we have to give care and love to this this child. And, you know, there's no textbooks, there's no manuals. So new mothers are often learning, you know, how to take care of their children. And so because the mothers don't necessarily trust themselves, then obviously as babies, and we are just feeling all the vibrations around us and our own basic needs, then obviously that trust, um, that we, that lack of trust that we feel from the mother, we automatically feel that lack of trust within the self. And so it doesn't make, obviously it doesn't make any sense when we're at, the, we're at that age. However, that's how trust is kind of fractured within us from birth. And then, of course, you know, there could be times when we are in the cot and our primary caregiver um, or our mother um, is not able to come when we're screaming and screaming and screaming because our nappy needs changing or we're hungry or because those two basic needs are not being met and we're left crying for a long time in the cot or in the pram or outside or whatever it is, again, that creates that panic within the child. It's screaming because it needs help. It needs help. It needs, um, it needs its most basic needs met. And so because the mother or the caregiver is not there in that moment to help that process and help the child to feel safe and secure and stable, then that is where the trust challenge and the trust wound really starts to come in. And so we learn trust from our mother, first and foremost, or our primary caregiver. And then we start to learn it from our immediate family or our immediate environment. And so, you know, some of us grew up in a family home. Some of us might have grown up in care. And so they make up that immediate family kind of environment. But what happens is that we are constantly learning trust from that very young age. And as we start to grow through our development, um, you know, from our infancy into early childhood, we are constantly being told what, what to do and what not to do, what is right and what is wrong. And we are taught to unconditionally trust what the people around us are telling us because we don't know any better. We have no 
understanding of how to discern what is right and what is wrong. And so we are constantly just listening to and absorbing everything around us as to what other people say is right or wrong for us. And so we are trusting them unconditionally without having any understanding of whether it is right or wrong for us at at all. And so gradually what happens is we, we start to conform and that conformity becomes our conditioning. And we are conditioned into all of these ways of being and living and relating, even though we have no idea what is good for us or what's not good for us. And so one of the things is that we are not able, you know, to understand fundamentally what trust is. And as we start to grow older, we're never really taught how to trust ourselves. And this creates more of a fracture between the self, the true self, the true nature of the self, and the trusting of others. And so one of the aspects that we can explore is that we do automatically trust other people without question sometimes. We will trust what they are telling us, what they are saying to us, what they're asking us to do, how they're asking us to behave, what they're asking us to believe in. We trust them because they are in some way an authority because we believe that they know best, because that's the way that we've been taught, that's the way that we've been conditioned. And so as we grow older, and you know, we get to our teenage years, for example, and we start to, our ego starts to kick in, and we start to have a mind of our own, we suddenly start to question those people around us. Now, this can come out in two ways. First of all, we can trust them unconditionally, and carrying on with what other people are telling us to do and what they're telling us not to do. And therefore, we are conforming to their set of rules. Or we can become really rebellious and we can find our way in rebelling against everything. But either way, whichever path we decide to take, you know, it always comes with mistakes. And so those mistakes, you know, this is how we learn to trust ourselves. We have to make mistakes because we have to learn our lessons. And if we don't learn our lessons, then we can't evolve. And this is where the the internal conflict with trust really starts to come in. And it can be really challenging to understand trust. And this is why learning to trust is a lifelong work. It's the whole of our journey, of our life's journeys, understanding the basic principles of what trust and love actually mean mean to us not how we've been conditioned to think what trust or love uh, means to us. And so when we get to those, you know, those teenage years and everything, we might start to feel that, well, wait a second, this has been the way, I've trusted that this is the way, however, something inside me says that this is wrong, it's not right, it's not right for me. And so it's that real sense of that inner Um, intelligence, it's that intuition starting to come out, that this is not right. However, because we've never been taught how to express 
what we feel is right or wrong, then obviously we've not learned how to trust the self. We've not learned to trust that intuition and we've not learned how to act upon that intuition because we are conditioned again that if we do act on, on that intuition and we do try to express it in the way in which we've tried to express it, then it will be wrong or we could be rejected. Or if we do try to take action against what other people have told us, then we may not receive the approval or the validation or the love that we truly want. And so this is how we can get into a really tangled mess of learning how to trust the self. And so we learn how to trust based on experience and our relationships. So because all of the relationships that we've had in our formative years have all been about helping us to feel safe and secure and stable, then we look to that model whichever way that model has been brought to us. If that model has been brought to us within a stable family home where everything functions, then that's one thing. But if we've been brought up in, a, in, a, in, a, in an unstable environment where there may have been abuse um, on all different levels, or maybe a, a member of the family, maybe the mother was sick or the mother was absent, then obviously that challenges us and it informs us of what trust is. And so by understanding trust based on our own experience and the relationships that we've had contact with, as we grow older, we then start to make those mistakes. So for example, when we first get our, our first boyfriend or girlfriend, whichever, whichever way we swing, you know, those aspects... We, when we have those, when we make those first relationships, those first intimate relationships, even friendships, even or even professional relationships, we will make mistakes, and we will get hurt in some way, shape, or form. Because what is happening is that when we make those mistakes, it is triggering what is hidden deep down in our female psyche. It's triggering wounding trauma or conditioning that does not sit right with the authentic self. And so when we do get hurt, oftentimes we can learn from those mistakes when we get hurt. But most of the time, we don't learn from the mistakes. We just make the same mistake over and over again. And this is when our patterns start to become evident. All of those unconscious patterns which are hidden in the in, hidden in the depths of our female psyche. Everything, those patterns have been created from the wounding and the trauma and the conditioning that we have around the trust wound. And so we can keep going round and round in these patterns and we can never get out of them. Nothing ever changes. No matter how much we try and how much we say, okay, I'm not going to make that mistake again. I'm not going to go down that path. But then, lo and behold, one month, two months, two years later, we're in exactly the same pattern. We're in exactly the same relationship, making exactly the same mistake, feeling the exact same wounding trauma or conditioning. And we're being triggered by the same things. And so it's at that point where we start to understand, well, wait a second, 
you know, something is out of whack here. Something is out of balance. And that is giving us a clue that if we're making those same mistakes and we do not trust ourselves to make a different choice because we're actually afraid of making a different choice. So it's easier to stay in the suffering of the pattern than it is to be able to exercise our will and our intention to change the pattern and make a different choice because we don't trust ourselves. We're afraid of trusting ourselves because to trust ourselves means that we are going to go against what everything has been conditioned into us and we're going to find our own way. And so as we know, and I'm sure that I speak to many people when I say this, you know, this is how we've evolved. You know, we keep going, through, we go through the life's journey of evolution and, you know, the patterns get less, the patterns get more. It depends where we are on our journey. But all the time, those patterns, that wounding and the trauma and the conditioning that has created those patterns, it's coming from that basic aspect of the trust wound. And we can even see in today's world and today's society is that we always tend to trust others more than we trust ourselves. We will actively seek out the approval and the validation and the love from other people rather than approving and validating ourselves. You know, so this is a really, just a, a really good um, example here. You know, so I've gone from, I've been, I typically do online workshops. And so I will um, engage with my audience in an online workshop, sharing this kind of knowledge, and we'll do a whole workshop around it. And then this year, I decided that I would move away from being behind closed doors of doing the workshops behind closed doors in the dark room. And I would come out and I would do the podcast. This has been a real massive challenge for me because what I realized was that in the workshops and I'm a great teacher and I'm able to hold space and I'm in my element, but there's constant feedback in a group workshop, you know, I'm receiving um, validation from the members of the group. So that helped me to build my internal confidence and it helped me to build trust in myself as a teacher. But now transitioning into a podcast where I'm just talking, I'm not talking to anybody, I'm just talking into a room. And it's really quite scary because I, what I realized is that I don't fully trust myself in this space because I've got no feedback. I'm not receiving any validation from other people. And therefore, I don't know if I'm doing it right or I'm doing it wrong. But fundamentally, that is where my own understanding of trust and the trust wound is now being highlighted, you know, to encourage me to trust in what I'm doing to encourage me to trust in how I'm moving forward in my communication in my business. And it's scary. And so we can experience this trust wound in many different areas of our lives. But if we do not learn how to trust ourselves, and we do not learn to understand how that internal navigator, that intuition is working with us, and showing us where we need to now engage and take action with it, 
then obviously we stay stuck in the pattern. We stay hidden. We stay behind closed doors. So every week when I'm recording this podcast, you know, it's an absolute tragedy for me because it's kind of like, oh my God, I've got to record this podcast and I really want to do it. And, and I feel all of that fear, like, because I still don't 100% trust myself. But I know by every week me taking action, I will become more and more trusting of myself until it will become second nature. And so learning how to understand and work with and get to the real root of these trust wounds, because obviously there's so many different layers to it and it's always a lifelong work. But trust is at the very core of every single relationship that we have whether that be with ourselves or whether that be with people or whether that be with the material world. So for example, you know, when we first learn how to drive, we have to learn how to trust ourselves driving before we take off in the car on our own. We don't always trust ourselves, we're afraid. But by repetition, by keep driving and, and going forward and learning how to park and you know, doing all of the maneuvers, it becomes second nature until that day when we really do trust ourselves to get behind the wheel. Even though I remember when I first started to drive, I was so frightened because it was like, this is a killing machine. I mean, I can just take a wrong turn and I could really just cause a lot of damage if I make a mistake. And so learning how to build that trust in myself behind the wheel, it took time. And so this is a relationship and it, it, it learns, it teaches us how to build trust. And so then we have more confidence within that relationship. And it's exactly the same, for example, when we learn how to trust in the body, you know, so one of the most fundamental aspects of the nine month program of the shadow work for women nine month program that I do is about holding space for my clients to learn how to deeply trust themselves, to learn how to deeply trust their body, and to learn how to deeply, deeply trust their emotional self and their emotional intelligence, but also learning how to trust the wounds and the traumas that they have been exposed to, so that they are no longer fractured. They're not something that just happened to me, but they are a part of me. And when we really learn how to in integrate all of that wounding and all of that trauma and conditioning, we start to really engage with the self in a very, very different way. And holding that space for my clients, it's helping them to really build trust in themselves. You know, the more that they are able to trust in themselves, the more that they are then able to trust and navigate the, the complex dynamics of their relationships, whether that is in the internal world or the external world, whether that is in a personal relationship or a professional relationship. Because the more that that inner trust of themselves, the more that that is built, is rebuilt from the ground up, from the foundation block, the more that they are able to trust themselves in their day-to-day -day lives, in the relationship that they have with their children, their grandchildren, their colleagues, their boss, even as entrepreneurs running their own business. And so this is why when we start to look at the trust wound, it's not something that is so simple. 
it's complex, it's deep, and it's very, very powerful. And so putting back all of those little pieces of trust and how we experience the world and how we experience ourselves in every given moment in our relationships, in our emotions, in the body, then that starts to build that bigger inner foundation block of our personal power and, and trust. And so learning to trust the body, for example, is so powerful because we are constantly emoting, you know, every moment is an emotion. And especially, you know, as women, we are emotional beings. This is how we were wired. This is what Mother Nature gave to us when she gave us, you know, the, the hormones and the menstrual cycle and the possibility to give birth and hold birth and create birth and, and hold a child in our womb and go through that life and death process. But we don't always trust in the body. In fact, we don't even understand what our body is telling us at every given moment. And this is why we have so many maladies and disorders and symptoms and everything else, because we are not paying attention. We are not trusting what our body is communicating to us at every given moment. And so this is another aspect, you know, that I work with my clients is, is helping them that when they do have a symptom, when they do have a, a malady or um, an illness or something is by developing a relationship with that illness, by trusting what the illness is trying to tell us about what is out of balance on the inside, by looking at what is out of balance on the outside. And the more that they get in touch with trusting what their body is telling them and what their emotions are informing them about at every given moment, that's when they start to experience the shifts in their lives and in their relationships because they are experiencing trust in themselves very much often for the very first time. And that is how we reclaim our personal power. Because without personal power and without the intention and the will to gather back all of those fragmented aspects of our personal power that begin with trust, we just keep repeating the same patterns over and over and over again. And so we all have this potential. We all have this potential to redefine the relationship that we have with trust, but not from the outside not by con unconditionally trusting what other people are saying over and over again, but learning how to trust what we are saying. Learning how to trust what our intuition is saying. Learning how to discern what is right and wrong for us. Learning how to trust in the communication of the body and the emotions. And learning to trust in our own experience. Our own experience is our story. It is who we are. And just because we've experienced this in our life doesn't mean to say that we cannot experience something else. And that's where the magic happens. Because the more that we unravel the trust wound within, within us and we start to really build that internal foundation, the more that we can start to experience the unknown potential, the other aspects of our potential that were closed off to us because we didn't trust. And that is power. 
That is pure power and the mystery and the magic of being able to trust in the unknown. It's not something that we can control. It's not something that we plan for. It's not something that we need to write in our agenda. It's something that happens and being able to trust in that unknown space and opening ourselves to our own potential and the potential of what is written in the stars from the moment that we were born in regards to our soul path, that is where we can really start to experience the power of trust from a completely different place. And so, ladies, I invite you, um, where in your life do you not trust? Which relationships, which emotions, which aspect of your own life do you not fully trust? Where do you feel that trust has been knocked out of sync? Where do you not trust yourself? What do you not trust yourself in doing in moving forward? And so these are all questions that once we start to look at them, reflect upon them, sit with them, and feel in the body what the body is telling us as to where we cannot trust and listen to what the body is telling us, we are already starting to take the first few steps in rebuilding our inner foundation of trust and personal power. Are you ready to break free from the ghosts of your past, to live with more freedom and a clear sense of purpose and inner confidence? If so, book a chat with me to explore the potent magic of one-to-one shadow walking sessions at thefeminineprinciple.com.